Welcome to the Blogger to Author Podcast, where we help you turn your content into a book so you can share your passion, build authority in your niche, and make a little money too. Now, here's your host, Dr. Beth Brombos. Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of the Blogger to Author Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Beth Brombos. Today on the podcast, I am excited to feature a interview with Rakea Gibson, and she is up to so much that it's hard to put it into a short bio, but just a little bit about Rakea. She has penned six books, including A Young Adult, Mama Don't Like Ugly, and a cookbook, Cooking on a Dollar Store Budget. She is a regular contributor to Cuisine Noir magazine and maintains a food blog based on her first fiction novel, The Food Temptress. She has contributed content for Amtrak, Writer's Digest Books, and various lifestyle magazines. When Rakea is not freelance writing, she is talking sports on her weekly podcast, Black Girls Talk Sports, or exploring Virginia's 200-plus wineries. I sincerely hope you enjoy this interview with Rakea as much as I did. Thank you so much for appearing on the podcast, Rakea. Thank you for having me. Um, so what I would like to do is start out by hearing a little bit about yourself and your blog. So what's your background? Okay, well, I am an author. I've authored six books. I'm a freelance writer, podcaster, and then I have the blog, The Food Temptress, and um, I'm currently, you know, I maintain that. I'm the owner of the Food Temptress blog. And I also freelance write for Cuisine Newer magazine. Um, it's a travel and food and wine magazine. And um, of course, I'm here in Virginia with 200 plus wineries, which I love. <laughs> which so jealous. Is, I know. It's so surprised. Well, it was totally a surprise when I moved here. So <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I picked the best city, uh, the best state. So right. um, that's exciting. And then um, that's really just me in a nutshell. The Food Temptress blog uh, is a f funny story. So my blog is based on my first uh, novel. It's a fiction novel called The Food Temptress. And so <laughs> I wrote the novel, um, you know, with the adage, a way to a man's heart is through his stomach. And I really just started blogging um, to stay engaged with my readers. And this was in 2009 um, when the book first came out. And so it just taken on a life of its own. <laughs> I love that. I, and that's a great story. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I would love to get more into your books. You mentioned you wrote six of them. So what are they about and how did you get inspired to write them? Okay. Well, my first baby, the food temptress, <laughs> um, I was I was living in New Orleans up until Hurricane Katrina, and so I ended up relocating to Las Vegas. And during that time of trying to decide, am I going back to New Orleans? 
am I, you know, building a new life in Las Vegas? I started writing The Food Temptress, um, but I always just had the goal of writing one book. And I was pretty good with, I'm just going to write one book <laughs> and that's it. Well, I wrote The Food Temptress, um, of course, you know, it was difficult finding a publisher. I looked for an agent and um, I ended up finding a small press in Maryland. And actually, I found it on the site Editors and Predators <laughs> because I figured, like, I figured, well, I need to, you know, be aware of certain publishers. And, and this site had lists of multiple publishers and tell you, you know, things about them. So I ended up finding a publisher. Um, mm-hmm. And up until the point that I actually pitched the book, um, I actually like marketed my book for like a year. And so people really thought the book was already out and I already had a marketing plan. And that was the the, the selling point for this publisher. She's like, well, what are you going to do to market it? Well, when she asked that question, I already had a list of things that I had done and things that I had planned on doing. Uh, and so you'll, you'll probably hear me talk about the food temptress a lot because that's my baby. <laughs> But to fast forward, I ended up getting my rights from the publisher and it's relaunching on August 1st. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, And the blog looks different. So my blog is now a full-fledged food blog. (laughs) And so, and people think I'm the food temptress now. So (laughs) it's a pretty amazing journey. And, um, and I guess later we'll talk about ways that it has actually grown into a business, which is really not you know, expected at all, but it's just taken a life of its own. Um, so that's my, you know, first love, the food temptress. Oh, wait a minute. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let me tell you about the food temptress. I'm just so into the food temptress. Okay. So <laughs> the food temptress, my character Ambrosia uses food to seduce men and it converts them into the perfect guy. <laughs> love that. And I love that her name is Ambrosia. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I'm always excited to talk about this. So because it's in New Orleans, it's kind of fun. And, you know, people always ask, is it voodoo? But it's not. It's a little magic, but no voodoo. <laughs> so it's it's a magical realism uh, genre. And, you know, so, for example, she uses her, her gumbo recipe to convert this large man skinny, you know, because she kind of likes a skinny man. And she she's like, well, I, I have a great recipe for him. So the interesting part is she ends up dating like 16 men (laughs) because she's in search of, right? She's in search of. So uh, definitely one of my favorites. So now I'll go back to um, my second book, um, which is Mama Don't Like Ugly. And my character, Dana, she's a teenager. So it's sort of like a coming of age book. And her mom dislikes her because of her dark skin. And she always compares her to her light-skinned sister. Even though it's fiction, it's a, it's a very nonfiction type to- topic. And I've met so many people from all over the world who experience this. So, I, you know, it's, it's still one of my favorite books mm-hmm. that I have. Um, I, I also have Are There French Fries in Heaven, which is a children's book and more about food. <laughs> Um, so my, my, it's a children's book, picture book, and my character Kia um, wants to know, are there french fries in heaven? And so she, of course, asks her grandmother and her grandmother knows the answer. So it's a really good answer. <laughs> and then um, I have my mama's sweet potato pie. <laughs> and that's actually a coloring book. 
and but it also has a little story to it. Oh, that's such a cute idea. And it's in English and in Spanish. And then at the back of the book, you have the recipe for a sweet potato pie. So <laughs> thank you. Uh, let's see. And so I also have, which is not available, but I, I do have the sequel to The Food Temptress. And it's called The Food Enchantress. I can republish it next year. So it'll come out then. Um, but it was published and available. So clearly you have a lot of books under your belt. How did you become such a prolific writer? <laughs> I don't know. It just happened. <laughs> it was just overnight. No, just kidding. But you know what? Once I did that first one, I just, I got the bug, <laughs> you know, because I was truly committed to just the one book and write it, publish it, marked it off my list. And I'm like, there's more in me. And I want to tell these great stories. And I wanted to tell stories that people would enjoy and and, you know, and just people respond to it. I'm always amazed, you know, when people approach you and say they've read your book or uh, it changed their life or it just clearly entertained them, which I love. And um, it's not all glitz and glam, but, I, you know, I'm self-motivated and you know, I like to make people happy. So here I am, <laughs> you know, 10 years later or however many years and, you know, I'm still doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And doing quite a good job at it too, right? <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, so you've touched on this a little bit, but I'd love to just hear more in depth about what made you want to write your books and really what that mental shift was when you decided to actually sit down and become an author. You know, I, I think... I've enjoyed reading as a child, and then I've always been a pretty good writer. And I started freelancing in 2005, and then I had a period of time to be able to write my book. And so during that time, when I first started writing my first book, I had a period of time after Katrina and just, you know, putting life in perspective. Um, which kind of, which kind of, you know, I, during that time I was idle and I couldn't stand it. <laughs> and so I sat down and did something. I, you know, I ended up purchasing like a used laptop and just using my time wisely, not really knowing how far, you know, I was going to take this at the time. And it, you know, it takes a lot of discipline and um, self-motivation and learning, you know, I, you have the writing piece. And then you have the, the the publishing and marketing piece, which is, you know, they're all different categories <laughs> and things to learn, you know, and it was a huge learning curve, which I, I don't mind learning. I don't mind researching. So that helps, particularly if people are, are looking to go into writing and publishing. You know, I started my own publishing company a few years ago. And then so you're learning the business side of it. So it's a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot, overall, it's a lot of work. I wouldn't change it for the world, though. <laughs> I wouldn't change anything about it. But it takes a lot of discipline and a lot of self-motivation and um, a lot of alone time. <laughs> if you could get it, uh, <laughs> you know, and distract, you know, and minimizing distractions, which I haven't, you know, I think it's gotten worse over the years, my distractions. But there, there must be something within you where you really want it bad enough. 
And even though I only wanted one book, I decided that after doing it, that I wanted to write more books. And so it just has to be in you because I know a lot of people want to become an author for various reasons. But I also think not everybody's meant to write a full length book. They may write blog posts or articles or something else. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it definitely is. But I think you've hit the nail on the head there that it really is about utilizing the time you have in a very efficient manner. And it's about finding that self-motivation and really hitting that switch mentally where you're just ready to work. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. I had to say it one more time, yes. Uh, So tell me more about how your books have helped you grow your blog and your business. Okay. Well, The Food Temptress, when I started it, again, it was to engage readers. So it was a hodgepodge of like recipes, relationship articles, dating articles, uh, news about New Orleans. So it just kind of centered around the book and, and, and book news. And then as the years went on, of course, you know, you're still you're still trying to push your book, but you moved on to other books. But it, the blog was something consistent that I had. <laughs> so I was like, well, if, if I can keep blogging, that'll I can keep creating content. Wow, that's a good one. <laughs> you know, and attached to my name would always be the food temptress. So every blog post, you know, you have the tag Rikea and the food temptress. So I was creating this brand. And a few years back, some of my readers wanted more recipes and, you know, more videos and all these other things that I'm like, I, I didn't know what to do with it. So I ended up taking like a photography class and learning how to develop better uh, photos. And then I started giving them what they wanted. And so because I did that, it I was building a portfolio and I was bu- building this expertise on food. Mind you, I'm, I've always been a home cook. I have no formal training, but I've cooked since I was eight years old. So, and I, and I love experimenting. So things that may work out is only because, <laughs> you know, I experimented and it worked out. But, you know, I like doing it. And so what happened, companies started reaching out because they, for some reason, they were finding my, my blog posts. Um, I usually do a celebration of certain food holidays and I have this food holiday calendar on my website for holidays for 365 days, which is amazing. Uh, (laughs) And so they started reaching out, sending me products, um, wanting to know more information about the blog. And then I came across Cuisine Newer Magazine, Food, Travel and Wine Magazine. And then I was doing cookbook reviews for them. And then I started getting more writing opportunities with them. And then the editor and I started partnering together and I started doing food demonstrations at the Travel and Adventure Show <laughs> and um, doing product reviews for her. And it's it's just taken a life of its own, which I was like, well, you know, this was all about my book. <laughs> You know, it's like, it's really just about my book. And and I realized that I was also making a little bit more money um, doing my blog opposed to selling my book. And and it's also an, a way to get the book out there. And then my 
my book went into limbo in between the time I took the rights back from this small publisher and and the time, that, of course, that I'm putting it back out. So it was kind of dormant for a while. And let me just say, <laughs> so I sent my book back to an editor and I'm repackaging the food temperature. So I, I got a, a new editor, new book cover, all those things. Well, I must admit, you know, to some of my fans <laughs> that my editor, he must have finished the edits maybe, I want to say almost three years ago, and it has taken me this long <laughs> to get through them. It happens. <laughs> I know. I know. I feel so bad, though. <laughs> uh, but it's ready. You know, it's ready. It comes out August 1st. Um, so now I have this blog and I have, you know, the repackaging or the rebranding of the food temptress. And I'm so excited about that because this whole time. So remember the book first came out in 2009 and that was the year that I started blogging. So all that content and all those connections that I've made, uh, you know, it's, it's such a great feeling because people already know that I am the food temptress. <laughs> they, they really think I am, mm-hmm. and, but they know mm-hmm. the book. And I think that's awesome. I think that's really great. Um, and then people ask, you have a restaurant? And then they really ask for cooking advice that I can't give them. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if that's good or bad that they know me so well. But it has just provided the business side that I totally would not have expected. And I love sharing that story because when you really, even when you break it down to thinking about a title for your book, you never know where <laughs> it's going to take you. And it, and it's really a testament about, uh, you know, the food temptress and, uh, and all that it is today. It's just amazing. It blows my mind and sometimes feels surreal for me. Um, you know, I've won contests, uh, the pork board sponsored a contest for bloggers and, I won first place prize, you know, Congrats. for one of my dishes. And I was like, thank you. It, just all these other opportunities, totally inundated with food products and reviews. So I just, I love it. And and I love where, where I've come, you know, from being the scared, wanting to write one book to, you know, where I am today. Yeah. And that's an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. So let's get back to the book writing process. What did you find surprisingly hard about writing your books and what was surprisingly easy? (laughs) Well, believe it or not, the way that I write, I, I don't outline. So I actually have to sit down and wherever my characters take me that day, that's where they take me. Mm -hmm. And And sometimes I don't know where that is. So I think that part of writing is hard. Um, And I, but I keep telling myself I'm going to outline first and that has yet to happen. But I also (laughs) talk to people, I talk to people who do outline and I, and I'm always amazed and I'm always admire them for doing it because to me, it it sounds like it's easier for them when they're writing. Mm -hmm. I don't know because I haven't done it. Um, but, but it is a harder way to, uh, write because I can't, I can't schedule a time and sit down and think I'm going to punch out, you know, 500, 3000 words if it's not there. So the actual write, actual, you know, sitting down and being ready (laughs) is hard to me. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I have a deadline for the end of the month and it is, ki- it is hard for me to sit in the chair right now <laughs> <laughs> and, and come up with something without it being forced, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It won't sound right. If you make it happen, you have to let it happen. Right. Which is interesting too, because I was telling my husband yesterday when I was in college, I always wrote my papers last minute because the adrenaline was like (laughs) the best part Mm -hmm. and I did really well, but I'm finding that that may not be true for fiction writing. (laughs) Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point that there's definitely a difference between fiction and nonfiction. Like you were even mentioning the outlines and as a nonfiction writer, I find having an outline incredibly helpful, but it's a very, very different mindset. And, uh, you know, I'm essentially teaching people how to do things in my books. Um, It's not quite as creative as fiction is, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yes. The easy part, huh? She said the easy part of writing. (laughs) You didn't really mean that, did you? (laughs) I was hoping you were going to make it sound easy for the listeners. Oh my word. Uh, what's the easy? Oh man, Beth. I, you know what? <laughs> I can't even lie. I don't know what the easy part of, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I am blank on that. What's easy because easy is relative, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it, there's nothing about writing. I think that's easy. <laughs> Well, do you ever find times where you really get in the groove and the words just sort of flow out onto the page? Yes, I do. But I don't consider that easy. Gotcha. No, and that's totally (laughs) fine. Uh, You know, (laughs) I appreciate you sharing that. You know, because I have this conversation all the time. You know, I don't want people to believe that it's easy when it's not. What's easy is showing up to a book signing that somebody already planned for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> the the writing part is hard. The marketing part is hard. Um, and I just, you know, if people can accept that it's hard and they can do it, I think they'll, they will be a successful writer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good message. It's hard, but you can do it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can do it. I believe anybody can do it. Yes. But it's, you know, no cakewalk. Not at all. Definitely. But at least if you're doing it, it may not be a cakewalk, but whatever cake is involved will be delicious. Absolutely. (laughs) Hopefully chocolate cake. Yes. (laughs) Um, You've touched on this a little bit, but what advice do you have for other bloggers or creatives who want to write a book? I would say make sure you're consistent, Um, consistent in blogging, consistent in writing. I was thinking, you know, uh, to myself the other day, you know, even if you just write, uh, even if you write a page a day, you know, and I thought about this because I was like, okay, August 1st is coming up, right? So if I wrote a page a day from August 1st till the end of the year, I will have a 150 page book. (laughs) So yeah, even, you know, I was like, hey, that's a book. (laughs) It adds up. 
Yes. And so just being consistent and, and even being consistent is hard because life happens. Um, things happen and, and, and it's hard to, to make sure that you're consistent, but that would be one of my tips. Try to be consistent. And one of the lessons I've learned about blogging since 2009 is keep going. When no one's listening, keep going. When no one's buying that book, keep going. Because you don't know when your breakthrough <laughs> will come. You know, you're, you may post a hundred uh, blog posts, but maybe on that hundred and one <laughs> may be, you know, the breakout, but you stopped at a hundred, you know. So you have to keep going. And at some point, I've had gotten down to only blogging once a week, but I didn't want to let it go. And I never thought that I would be re-releasing the Food Temptress. I didn't want to let it go because I had, I had come too far. And it's your baby. And it's my baby. And I think someone once said, it's sort of like running 26 miles. Well, you're not gonna, you know, go all the way back to the beginning. (laughs) you're going to keep going to the finish line, you know? So Mm -hmm. I I wanted to keep going and I still wanted to, to be engaged with my readers, even when sometimes people weren't visiting the blog. So those would be my, my tips. Love them. And thank you so much for sharing them. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Do you have any final tips for our listeners? I would say for listeners and people, people who are contemplating on writing, don't get me wrong. It's hard, but it's so much fun. (laughs) It's, you know, and you have these small wins that keep you going. And, you know, to me, I love, you know, the book signings and the book discussions that I attend um, and the dialogue that I have. And, oh, and my favorite, the debates that people have about fictional characters (laughs) that I create. (laughs) (laughs) It is so much fun. And even when it's least expected, something pops up that gives you this glimmer of hope that you're on the right track. Mm -hmm. So it can be fun. And when it no longer becomes fun, then that's when it's time to give it up because I'm still having fun. And one of the things that in my most recent memory, I was traveling, I was on a book tour and we made a stop in North Carolina and we stopped at a, a Crackle Barrel, you know, right off the interstate. Mm-hmm. And I'm checking out and I have a shirt that says author Rikea Gibson. And the cashier said to me, she said, I read your book. And I was like, huh, really? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I know you. I read your book. I said, no, it, can, it can't be me. <laughs> you know, I, was, I was totally convinced. She pulled out her cell phone and she showed me the book cover on her Kindle. <laughs> she said, see, it's you. I read your book. And I, I was floored. <laughs> I was just like, what? Are you kidding? Like some random Crackle Bear on our tour. And she said, this was the very first book I ever read. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, I just melted. Of course, I had to get a picture. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, having that impact, you know, is so amazing. It's such a great feeling. 
you know, and I had a mother come up to me and she said, I wanted my daughter. I can't buy a book today, but I wanted my daughter to meet a real live author. So all these stories I remember when it gets hard. Yeah. <laughs> when it get, because I'm like, wow, like, I don't know. You know, we all want to be loved and liked and, you know, and all these things. But it, it, it becomes real when you become a writer and you have to stay humble and, and just enjoy it. It's just and I've enjoyed it so much. I love that. And I've certainly enjoyed having you on the podcast and listening to your story. Thank you so much for sharing it. Thank you, Beth. I've enjoyed talking with you. <laughs> and once again, Thanks, Rakea, for sharing your knowledge, your expertise, and for helping to inspire future authors to get writing their book and get that out into the world. I do have one final favor to ask of you listeners, and that is to head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and give this podcast a rating. So those ratings do help me reach other aspiring authors. So to get Blogger to Author in front of more people, I would really appreciate it. Again, if you would take just a minute to go and rate the podcast and maybe leave a quick review. Until next time, happy writing. Thanks for joining us for the Blogger to Author podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share the podcast with your friends and be sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about Blogger to Author and the podcast at bloggertoauthor.com. Till next time, happy writing.